Welcome to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I'm Laura Katina. And I'm Amy Mara. And we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. Amy and I always like to talk about topics that are relevant for us um, at the time. And so this week, as usual, the topic we're going to talk about is why communication with your team is key. And for us, it's relevant. Well, it's always relevant and important. But at the moment, each of us in our team, meaning myself, Amy, and our paralegal Dawn, are all very busy. (laughs) Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to run this firm. Dawn works full time for us. You know, Amy has little kids at home. I have mine are a little bit older, but their schedules are just complete chaos. Um, Dawn, we can't even get into all the things she has going on. She's moving. She's trying, you know, she works full time for us. It's just a lot. And so we think that communicating with each other as a team and recognizing what season we might be in is helpful in working together. Because mm-hmm. if you have a team member who you're like, you know, they've been kind of distant, or I don't feel they're doing everything they should be doing, or they're not doing as well as they normally do, you know, rather than making assumptions about why that might be happening, have a conversation about it, check in with them. And you might be surprised by what you find out. And you can take that information and use it to work better together. Does that make sense? Yeah, I um I really like this topic because I feel like it it kind of goes very contrary to um the workplace situations that you and I have both been in in our career yep. and the way that we saw leadership from the top down really play out when it comes to your employees and checking in with them and your team members and how to work together. So like we're talking about somebody or your team members that are assets to your team. They are, they're always thriving. They're always doing a great job. They're great contributors, but then a season of life or something major going on, or like something is happening that derails them a little bit, not to the point where they're like, not still showing up and like doing what they need to do. But like Laura and I, we are exhausted from our kids running around in every direction this summer. Like we, there's so much on our plates. We're trying to run this business and it can really wear on you. And it's the same thing with Dawn. She's got a lot on her plate too right now. So Laura and I have decided that as leaders of our office and of our team, we're not going to reject those changes and like ignore them and pretend like they're not happening. We'd rather lean into them and be curious of like, okay, what's happening? How long do we think this is going to last for? Are there solutions that we can offer to help make it easier? And in the meantime, while we're all in the thick of it, how can we make it better for everybody involved? Yeah, you have to be cognizant of where where you are, where your team members are. Because, you know, if, for example, like if I know that you know, Dawn is completely swamped with like a million things going on and it's the weekend and I have something that I could pass off to her on Monday um, and add to her already um, overloaded plate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead of doing that, 
I will now take that on myself. Like if it's just send an email or whatever it is, like I'll just do it myself. Um, not because I have to, if I, if I pass off every single task I have to do on my list to her, she would never complain. She would never say no. And I know that she would just do it. Even Mm -hmm. if she's completely overloaded, even if she's super stressed, I know she will just do it. So you also have to know the people that you're working with, um, understand their personalities, understand how they work for her. I know she will never, ever say no. So I, knowing the season she's in, will try to be cognizant of not just like dumping everything on her. And you can't be resentful about it. You can't be mad. You can't be annoyed. Like, because that's only going to work against you and affect your relationship with that person. Not that I'm that way anyway. Um, but you know, if I were resentful of the fact that she's super busy, like where would we be instead? I just, you know, try to pay attention to the season she's in and take care of some stuff myself because we will all be happier and work better together that way. It's just like, even if you have, like when you came back from vacation, right? Like I probably had a million things that I wanted to talk to you about. I'm not going to be in your face the day you come back because I know like you're busy, you have stuff to catch up on, like be aware of where your team members are. So I'm going to be so corny right now and throw in like a scales of justice analogy, just because I think this is a really great visual. Like, but what you're explaining is really this. If you are taking from your plate and delegating off to your team member's plate and they already have so much on their plate that they are feeling very, very, very weighed down, it's going to take a lot of momentum for them to get back up to the place that they normally operate at. And if you're not aware of that, if you want to be the kind of leader that literally just drives your people to the point of burnout and resentment, okay, get ready to post a job. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, but it's like, it's not going to be sustainable. And I think it's important for, this is crazy because this conversation has actually come up a lot this summer um, with a lot of colleagues of mine where it's a question of work, like environment respect and boundaries and what kind of fulfillment you're looking for from your work. And when you have leaders of your team that really care about you as a person and not just about what you're grinding out for the business and for them, it's going to make their experience so much better. And it's so simple to say, but it could be really hard as a business owner to be like, okay, they're having a meltdown this week. This means they're not going to be available, which means I'm going to have more on my plate and my plate's already really full. And but it's temporary. It's when it becomes a little more permanent that you have to really like uh, have a more difficult conversation. But when it's temporary like that, sometimes you just have to grin and bear it and just get through this rocky, rough point to get back out to those, you know, smoother sailing seas and stuff. And don't you think like, I know the younger version of me would have thought that this concept Like if I, you know, if we were working together 10 years ago and I said to you, Amy, I need help with this. I've got so much going on at home. I can't do it. I would have thought that you and everybody we were working with would think less of me. Like, oh, she can't handle it. Do you think that's a real thing? Like, that's how I would feel. 
the prior me. (laughs) Totally a real thing. Yeah. It's totally a real thing because this profession can really drive on the competition of like taking your teammates down so that you can look better in the grand scheme of things. And that's a product of the top down, I think. Um, And when you have people that are collaborative and like working together, it's never going to be that concept. Like if I, by the way, we were working together 10 years ago. So when you had asked me to do something for you, if it was like filing something or running something to the courthouse or whatever it was, I did it because I was like, okay, that's how I can serve my team. Like that's how I can help Laura to get her work done. When that's great. And if I had to ask you to do the same thing for me, I know that you would do it for me. And it's that give and take and that collaboration. It's when you use it as like a form of leverage to be like, oh, they can't handle it. Like, right. Yeah, maybe they can't handle it right now, but that's okay. And that's what we're all working together for. And I think that's why the way we are building Mm -hmm. our team is so different Um, because we, have had different experiences in the past. We did not work in the environment that we're in now. And so we saw the other side of it. And so we wanted to build something different. Now you and I are very lucky in that we're on the same wavelength. So we want to build this business, you know, with Dawn and be, you know, cognizant of where each of us is at, at any given time. Um, But I think this concept can be true for like, even if you're an employee and you are working on a team and you, one of your coworkers, you feel, Amy knows all my crazy feelings. Like I can usually sense when somebody has something going on because I'm crazy. Uh And um, like, if you can sense that somebody has something going on, have a conversation with them about it and say, you know, is there anything I can help you with? Just because working as a team, even if you're an employee on a team, you know, it, it creates a better working environment, doesn't it? If you if your working environment values honesty, this is the only way to go. Like if, yep. if your working environment values honesty and authenticity and like meeting you where you are, this is the only way to operate is to be like, look, I really can't add one more thing onto my plate. I really can't do one more thing for you this week. I've got so much going on for somebody else. That's okay. All right. So then at least I know, and I'm not giving you something with the false expectation that it's going to be accomplished. And then it's not accomplished timely. So it would just be helpful. But I, I think I have to reiterate this point again. It comes from like your level and my level, being at the top, being the business owners, we have to, and you have to remember this as a business owner, and we've said this before, you are there to serve your team just as much as they are there to serve this business, this company, this firm. You have to serve them because if you're not serving them, it is a one-way street that they are going to get tired of going down (laughs) and they're going to want to turn right back around or keep on blazing through. Like if If it's continually a question of your employees not feeling acknowledged, recognized, heard, or that you just don't care because you don't take the time to just say, hey, you seem like a little off this week. What's going on? That can go so far for an employee who's already terrified that they're like, you know, they have a lot on their plate personally or professionally. And then on top of that, they want to still maintain their level of, you know, commitment and work ethic and work product. 
and they feel like everything just keeps weighing them down, you just asking that question and opening up that wavelength can really lessen somebody's burden so tremendously. But it starts with communication. Like it starts and ends with communication. And what's the question that we've been reading about? What's the name of the book? Yeah. How are you really? Like, how are you really doing? It really does open up conversations in such a way that's like, it could just be really helpful to everybody involved. And I just, I can't stress that enough that the communication is key. Like asking somebody how they're doing in the morning and actually caring goes a really long way. You know that firsthand. (laughs) And instead of don't make assumptions about what you think the issue might be, because you could be 100% incorrect. You might Mm -hmm. think that, you know, you have an employee who's not doing what they, not working to the level that they normally work at. And you might say to yourself, oh my God, they don't care about the job anymore. Maybe they're looking for another job. Maybe they've just gotten lazy. You know, there's like a million assumptions that you can make. And if you ask them, how are you really? You could find out that maybe they're having issues at home. Maybe they're having a problem with one of their kids. Maybe they're having a problem with their spouse. Maybe they're just exhausted. I mean, you know, when you make assumptions about what's going on in somebody else's life, it's not helpful because you could be totally wrong. And you could be making it. It doesn't have to be in their life, like personal. It could also be with work. Like what if if you gave them a project and they're having a really difficult time with somebody that they're working with, uh, you know, either on your team or maybe it's like for us, maybe it's another attorney's office. Maybe it's a paralegal on the other side that's giving them a hard time with something and they just haven't brought it back to you yet because they want to try and figure it out themselves. So it could be something happening within your business too. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, it's okay. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, you can't make assumptions about what you think might be because you could be totally wrong. So it's good to recognize that you have a team member that might be going through something, but don't stop there. Okay. So if you recognize like a sign of burnout or they're disconnected or something is off, take it one step further and ask them the question, how are you really? Or on the flip side, if you are the one who is burnt out, disconnected, or something is going on, try to talk to one of your team members about it. Maybe they can help you with something. Maybe they can take something off your plate. Like if you came to me and said, I'm having a nervous breakdown, I need to step away for a week. I'd be like, okay, yep. tell me everything on your to-do list and I'll do it. Like, you know, Amy and I are very lucky that way that we have each other, but like people are usually willing to help, right? Well, so I, I do normally come to you like once a week with that <laughs> thought process of like, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. No, but um. The other thing too is, and this is a lot easier said than done, but Lord just hit it like the nail on the head. It's the kind of people that you work with and that you surround yourself with. So this is important to you. And it's the the thought that you want to have people that are willing to collaborate with you and not see your vulnerability as like their opportunity for leverage or, you know, stepping on top of you to get to the next level, then that's something that you should recognize. Like if you have a business partner or you have a coworker that all they're trying to do is use your weak spots as their strong spots, like that person is horrible. That's a problem. And you should probably... <laughs> 
figure out a way to distance yourself from them in some way because it's just not gonna be any better than that. No. So no. Um, and part of recognizing the signs of burnout and disconnection and trying to figure out, you know, how you can work better together and communicate as a team. Um, in thinking about one of our favorite concept concepts is drawing boundaries. And you know, in reading the book, How Are You Really by Jenna Kutcher, I actually just read it this morning. She kind of flips the little flips it a little bit. So she thinks about boundaries as you don't, she doesn't set boundaries to keep things out of her life. She sets boundaries to keep herself in her life. How amazing is that concept? So amazing. I wish I thought of it. It's so good. It's so good. So good. So if you have a team member that's trying to draw boundaries, maybe they just want to be more present in their life, right? And you need boundaries. Yes, you need boundaries to, you are in a sense, keeping things out to a certain extent. But when you draw a boundary, you're drawing a boundary to keep yourself in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a boundary around yourself. It's like your special, you know, what's so I love about this though, is because from the outside looking in, like you talked about assumptions, you think that you're being kept out and that's the perspective you're going to have. It's like the glass half empty concept, but that person is finally taking a stand and drawing their boundaries to keep themselves in so that maybe they can start showing up better for you. And maybe it's just a temporary boundary that they need to draw, that they need to be, you know, out the door at five o'clock on the dot because something is happening in their personal life or they're feeling the signs of burnout. So they're trying to tweak and see if maybe a week of really being honorable and respecting those, um, those, you know, end of business hours that maybe they'll feel a little rejuvenated and start getting back into it by next week. Like you just don't. No. And the best thing you can do is be curious and ask those questions and then say, all right, let's see how it goes. I mean, is it going to make or break your, if you're working towards like a really big project and you haven't gotten a draft on something that's due in like three days, all right, maybe a little poor timing to start reeling things in. But like, (laughs) if it is something that could just be trial and error, we've talked about this a lot lately of like, going with the flow and stop being so rigid about what your expectations are. And that, you know, just because one person is one way when you hire them or when you start working with them, doesn't mean that that's how they're going to be because they have things happening in their life, either in the business or outside of the business that are going to affect them and change them as seasons come and go. So you gotta either agree to be on the ride and just go with the flow or you're going to feel like you're like treading against the whirlpool in the opposite direction. And that's not fun. That's not a sustainable feeling after a while. And we understand that communication for some people may not be easy. It can sometimes be uncomfortable, um, stressful. And like, I like to reiterate that you and I were not always in this place. It took us many years of experiences to get to this place. So now we like to take what we've learned over the years and how we're implementing it in our own business now and give these tips to try to help people who may be where we were even three years ago, five years ago, yeah. because we've learned a lot. 
along the way from some good experiences, but a lot of negative ones as well. And so we try to take those negative experiences, take the lessons from them and share them here with the hopes that they will help somebody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We thank you for spending time with us today and we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.